Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Hello, Linda. Oh, hello, Michelle Marshall. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am sleepy. Me too. I am tired. It's been a long week. Oh, been a long week of oh. pranks and spooky season. It's spooky season. Yeah. They've been up to no good at work. <laughs> no good. Uh, welcome back to Cat Community. And conversation. They even had dolls in fridges. It was so funny. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a that, minute. That, that's our next episode, I think. <laughs> when you take it too far. Yeah, when you in take the office. it too far. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're back with, with my friend Sam Malone yeah. from jolly old England. Yay. Hello, Samuel. Hello, love. <laughs> I love it. Um, what are we talking about today? Uh, uh, who knows? The world is our mm. oyster. AI. Boys, yes, tell the royal family. Sam, I'm looking for some updates. Well, and we were going to talk about other things as well, too. So I am Team Linda. I will tell everyone already. No AI for me. No AI for me. Thank you. Appreciate it. You will never know how much I appreciate your support. (laughs) 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 We're going to have to run a poll now. I think think we'll have to do a poll just to see where everybody sits on that. I bet you Team Linda is going to be ahead. Just saying. So, Sam, why are you team Linda? Well, so also Spotify pull. You probably can pull everyone and get them to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Engagement. Love it. Um, the reason I'm team Linda is because I sometimes worry about the social political implications of AI because it makes me wonder, like, who's programmed things in what context, in what philo- philosophy are they programming the AI? So an example I'd give is that um, the facial recognition software, um, there have been like news reportings how it was inherently racist because it was not identifying like people of color's facial features, only white people. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't, it would misidentify people. And so it was in some ways like biased or inherently racist because it was only developed to recognize white faces. So I just start to wonder if there's implications like that further in AI, like what if we're only using Western ideologies of thought? Mm. Uh, What does that, does that work? Is that helpful? Um, What if it's, yeah, that's what I think about it. That's why I have to think we would be really careful with how we use it Mm. and who's creating it. Maybe I'm leaning more to the Lord's team Linda after all. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Thank you. That, you know, very valid point. Yes. Very, very valid point. And I never thought of it from that point of no, view. No, neither did I. My point of view was on chat GPT and how mm-hmm. students today are utilizing that from part of me and not utilizing it to the for the betterment of their studies. True. Now, for the students that might be listening who do use chat GPT, take out the portion that says this was created by chat GPT, like just maybe do a brief edit. Just, just beforehand, you know, well, and you, know you don't what, want to give it away that you've actually used it by putting that in there. So, and it really, it's so easy to detect, especially when you're dealing with a lot of um, international students mm, whose mm-hmm. first language is not English. Mm-hmm. And then they're submitting this paper and it's like, oh my God, that's better than what I could have written. And, mm. but they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they, yeah, I'm just, I'm so not a fan. I just, no. 
Anywho, it doesn't not, help them out. That's not what we're here to talk about today. No, what but I here. but I really appreciate the the new perspective on that, Sam. The education perspective. Yes, yes absolutely. Thank absolutely. you, Sam. Yeah, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we left our conversation um, a couple of weeks ago, um, and we had mentioned that we wanted to talk about different cultures, different beliefs, different ideologies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're brought up, and this is your realm <laughs> of happiness. I'm, I am I don't know a lot about it. So we were going to talk about that today. Yes, very excited. Now, th- we're, we're going to talk about how in your coaching world, in your vo- voice coaching, you actually help a lot of people in the Oculent arts, if you will, maybe that's a good way to cover that. That's a great way to put it. Yes, because I was trying to create an umbrella yeah. to cover yeah. that because there's so many. It's not necessarily Wiccan. There's a lot of different kind of spiritual avenues that it can mm-hmm. go. So, and Sam, you had mentioned <laughs> that you deal with that, or you have clients, students, whatever that are in that demographic. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like, Sam, from a voice perspective? What, what do you, what do you try and instill in those students? Well, that's a really good question because, hmm, first thing that comes to mind, I go, oh, witch's voice. (laughs) And then I I think of character work and I'm like, no, that's not where we're going with this (laughs) by any means. Oh, that was pretty good. Michelle, did you hear that? Michelle I did. Oh my wow. gosh. You should be on uh, the stage. Maybe, maybe someday. You never know. Um, yes, Alphaba. Alphaba. All right. <laughs> From um Wicked. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, or Glinda. You two can decide who's Alphaba or Glinda, Wicked or Good Witch. Uh so I would say that voice work in this realm, I think. It's like anyone, because I think it's not so much, I don't know if Wiccan constitutes a religion or occult arts is a religion, because, um, and it might be, or it might just be fringe, uh, but I think it's like anything. Like, I think I have students from various religions and ideologies around the classroom, classroom from atheist to agnostic to Wiccan to Christian Mm -hmm. to Buddhist to rarely Taoist, um, to all Hindu, et cetera. Um, so I think in that regards, it's just very similar. What I do find very interesting is the whole realm of Wiccan and what they mean by that. Cause I have a number of friends that do that as well. Um, that are part of that group. I don't know if you call it group ideology. Um, and yeah, well, exactly. And I have a friend who's in a coven actually themselves. So, so what does that mean? Coven is almost, it, it's a group of like-minded individuals. That's what it means to me. You're, you're a united group. You come together to practice. You come together to learn. And you come together to support one another. Is really the way I see it. Would you agree, Sam? I would agree. And I think Coven as well in this case would be focused on those occult, um, sometimes also new agey arts. Mm-hmm. Um, within those realms. So they'll like practice whether it's spells or like other various things like tarot, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Yeah. And, and very, very ritualistic in a lot of senses. Right. 
Um, yeah, like Sam said, it could be practicing a spell. It could be tarot. It could be aura readings. It there's so many different aspects that mm-hmm. that would cover that. Yeah. So would you, so Sam, we went out on Thursday night uh, with some of the girls from work and we went to a reading. Would you classify that as part of this group? It could be. Yeah. It, okay. it, it yeah, really I, depends. yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Maybe because I think there's people who are like in that realm of new age um, and or spiritualism that aren't necessarily part of occult or Wiccan. Mm-hmm. I think that's like its own group. And then people kind of cross over or don't cross over. Mm-hmm. If that makes Agreed. any sense. 100%. Is there a large group of that in England, Sam? Is there a large population? I don't, I don't know. Like this is where I'll have students very big into crystals and astrology, but they might not be occult. Okay. But then there's some people that are very into occult and do the crystals and astrology as well. So I had one student giving like crystals to protect people from negative energy because his classmate was struggling. So they were giving them, I think it was rose quartz or something. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, rose quartz is for self-love. Yeah. Okay. So, and um, so they would do those kinds of things or like, I know that one of my good friends who is part of a covenant, they meet every so often and they also will do things like, um, I think it's supposed to be powerful when the moon is out and full moon is supposed to be when they do their spells as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I find it very um, interesting because I find in some ways it's like a mixture of spiritualism um but it doesn't necessarily have the Christian rich rituals okay. in the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's maybe been demonized by um, Christian theologians for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what does that look like for you then, Sam, in a classroom? What, what are you trying to instill? With, I think in- if we're, well, I think with it outside of the context of just voice and just yeah. in teaching is just a sense, well, I guess if you're talking voice, that everyone has the right to speak, which would be a Patsy Rodenberg phrase. They have the right to speak and that it, we, with time, close our voices off. And so I would hope that they'd find physical and vocal freedom mm-hmm. in my classes and then that carries on to their daily life. Because I don't I don't tend to focus on religion or any spiritualism in my... Well, no, I'm quite spiritual. And I will talk about spiritual things to them, but I'm not religious. Okay. So, for example, I would say to them, you can be in jail and unhappy or jail and happy. Either way, you're in jail. Or you can be in ha- class and happy and class and not happy but either way you're in class at the moment yeah (laughs) so i'm trying to get them to like shift their mindset which is a very buddhist thinking like a very making peace with your external reality is very buddhist Mm -hmm. um versus asking the world to change you make peace with the world um and so i think that's one aspect of how voice work i think carries over and because it's empowering for them to feel that space. Yeah. And I think it's all about confidence as well too, Sam. 
Well, it, exactly. But I think that they can be blocked physically from their own confidence because of the old past trauma. Okay. Um, that's where like the voice work is so practical empowering because you might be blocked in your body, which is blocking your voice, which then doubles the impact of your mental block. Right. Or it's like cyclical. And and also what I mean by not being religious is I, I'll refer to family members. Like instead of saying, oh my God, I'll go, oh my Auntie Lynn. And all the students are <laughs> I'll be like Linda Tooth, that was good. That was good. Thank thank you, Sam. Thank you for bringing me into your classroom. I love it. I'm yeah, seriously, I'm gonna do more of it. But the students love it because people get offended when you say things like, oh my God. So that's yeah. why I avoid religious terminologies. And you know, I never thought of it from that perspective. I know when you've got a classroom full of different Mm -hmm. students coming from different cultures, like, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very conscious of that now. Yeah. You know, you, you, me as well, because I say it a lot, Mm -hmm. not even thinking it's like a slang almost that, you know, a lot of people incorporate into their daily language, but we need to be very cognizant of that Mm -hmm. because you're right. We don't know what other individuals, you know, religion is or or beliefs are. Wow. Well, and I I think the nice thing about Wiccan, and then maybe Michelle could speak to this more, because I can give you some general ideas about Buddhism and Taoism, although I wouldn't consider myself a monk, although I've considered becoming a monk multiple times, um, is those ideas of almost what are... Oh, I'm losing my words. How how do you find, like, what is the mysticism or what are the stories behind it? Like in Buddhism, we are considered in Buddhist thought, you're in like the final plane of hell. Like that's a very crude way of saying it. And you're trying to reach enlightenment. As to Christians say, oh, you die, you could go to hell. As to the Buddhists would be like, no, you're just reincarnated back into hell where you are in. And then you need to reach enlightenment and transcend that. Right. So there's no like fear of going anywhere because you're already there. And and from my perspective, um, what I believe is we are reincarnated and we are put on earth time and time again until we've learned the lessons that we need to learn. And then we move on. Does that make sense? Oh, that's why past lives are like, I think the last time I had a reading... I think I had five or six past lives that I had lessons that I had to learn from. And to be aware of that changes your perspective of how you are in the world. I did not know that. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my thought process on it. God, I'd love to know who I was in a past life. Find out. Hmm. (laughs) So um, in terms of like, Wiccan then yeah so students might do spells they might um there's different books and the nice thing of I find a lot of Wiccanism is usually grounded in um nature mm-hmm. so being at one with nature a lot of it is also about still doing well and kindness to others mm-hmm. um and then there's harvest or like times of year rituals mm-hmm. solstice rituals. Um, yeah. yeah interestingly my grandma was born on 
the summer solstice. And my other grandma was born on the winter solstice. Wow. So that's yeah. very powerful. That is powerful. Look at you. It's really wow. cool. Yeah. That's huh. wild. So um if somebody was Wiccan and they came to you, is is a lot of it to do with um opening, say, the throat chakra. So their intention around maybe manifestation is achieved through their voice? So if I was talking in a non-Wiccan context, but maybe it'll link back to that, I think that you need audibility, clarity, and emotional connection. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time it's not clarity, it's audibility, that audibility that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And so they'll try to push through their cho- throat chakra to make audibility when actually needs to open. Mm-hmm. And then if it's open, it still needs to be emotionally connected. So if I'm doing a spell, I don't know, cause I've never done one, but my students tell me about them. Then the more open vocally you could be is great, but also the more emotionally connected, even better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Oh my God. I might have to do some reading on this. This is interesting. Well, I've got a little library of stuff you can oh, do you? tap into. Oh, a little bookcase. Case full of books. Actually, it's my altar. Of course it is. Yeah, it is. And and I know it sounds so strange because altars are basically it's the center of the occult arts or witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. But it's so personal, right? It could literally be like a small little corner on your kitchen table. But for me, it's actually a bookshelf in my living room and it houses all of my resources as well as my tarot's crystals, all of it. So no, I was in your living room. Why didn't I notice that? I have no idea. I was probably busy with the cat. Hey, probably <laughs> hanging from the tree. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, most, most people who are into those sorts of arts or into that culture have an altar somewhere in their home. And I don't think that's any different than like many religions. No, it's not. Like shrines, yes, a Bible, a cross. I think that that's where I. I think that's the nice thing about um, that realm, the occult realm. Is yes, it is very personal. Um, it might be different crystals from what I've seen, and it, it is based in. I think what I like about it is the nature aspect. Mm-hmm. And I d- now I don't know if I can speak to this. It's not, uh, I don't know. Is there anything that is actually worshipped in that space? Like, is there like, like, yeah. It, it really depends because there's different forms of witchcraft, right? Like you could be a green witch. If you're a green witch, chances are you're very connected to nature. You could be a sea witch, which is very connected to water and that sort of thing. You could be an elements witch. Like there are so many different branches, if you will, of it, that it just depends whatever you're drawn to. So you could be a crystal witch, where you're all about crystals. You could be a tarot witch, which is all about tarot. So like that's kind of the way I understand the culture to be. For me, Mm. I'm very much green. Hence the reason why my, I have a, a spirit guide yeah who is a tree this is all starting to make sense <laughs> is there a cat witch uh how cats are usually witches familiars they're what familiars it's like they're 
their connection to the other realms. That's me, if you will. That's me, Sam. Mm. So interestingly, like, although I wouldn't put them in the same ballpark, I think this is where a lot of different religions have underlying spiritualism. And that's why I say I'm more spiritual than religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddhists would say that a Buddha, so anyone could become a Buddha, meaning they reach a level of enlightenment. And um, historically, though, there's different realms of Buddhism. So not everyone believes these things. It's kind of like miracles in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Buddha could basically perform miracles where he could look into past lives or he could fly or download information. And there's different Buddhas throughout history. And so in there's a very interesting book called The Science of Enlightenment. It's about a Zen Buddhist monk who basically shows how every religion uses a form of meditation Mm. and how you have spiritual realm versus physical realm. And then also the way that you learn to meditate. Some people can almost manifest powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that book called, Sam, again? Sorry. The Science of Enlightenment. It's very interesting because it'll talk about how like, In Judaism, there's a form of meditation through prayer. Christianity, it is through Christian mysticism. Um, And almost every religion has their own almost form of meditation that gives them a sense of being at one with a greater being or Mm -hmm. greater purpose. There it is. And it's very true. And, you know, I never even made that connection, but really prayer is meditation. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's manifestation. Yeah. You know, yes. because you're you're speaking to your higher power, whoever you connect with. So, and, sorry, go ahead. Well, I think interestingly, Taoism, Taoism's. I think a lot of people don't know about Taoism. This is where like Yin Yang theory comes from. So, like in Taoism, you have the Tao, which would be like God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, source, and that would be the Tao, and. It's broken into two, which becomes heaven and earth and yin yang. And then through yin yang, get you get all different forms of life. So one splits into two and split two splits into like three or many. And then when you die, you go back to Tao. And oh so, yeah, okay. So Taoism says you don't push against the universe. So it'd be very much like going with the flow of life. They Taoists don't try to strive for anything. If you're inspired to do something, you do something, but you're never wanting to push really hard to get something. Mm-hmm. You're just going with the flow of life. And and really in the spirituality that I practice, it's very, very similar to that. Like you can't, you can't push your way through, you can't force your way. Mm-hmm. You just have to be and let it be is really yeah it's very in terms of that as well i would agree so i'm very into like forms of law of attraction um i wouldn't say the secret but other things like that and what i'd say is yeah you don't push your way through but you align with what you want Mm. right emotionally and that's when it comes to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's it for this week stay tuned for more with sam malone next week Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.